Okay, uh, well, welcome from me, um, and uh, great to be here. It's always great to be here, and great to be with everyone. Um, I was just uh, d talking with Patricia and John that I had, you know, coffee, great, you get into a, a different rhythm, and it's like, hang on, I haven't put my laptop out, and uh, I've got to get that right. And this week, I also had to make sure the doors were shut, because over, over lunch last week, I got moaned at by my daughters that they could hear me, and I was boring. <laughs> okay, so uh, felt really built up. Uh, and I was saying to Lee, you know, that, that's the way my life's going. You know, apparently our daughters have, have already planned that they're going away to a solid festival in July as well, and they're staying over. And uh, I don't know, Lee and I will make it happen, but uh, it's nice that my life is now organised for me by three ladies. <laughs> and I'll just do the best I can. <laughs> so anyway, it's great to be here. And I, I echo Ben, you know, I really do mean that. It is, it is great to be here. And uh, it's staggering that Thursday, just gone uh, marks uh, 10 years since the very first meeting of New Frontiers Harlow Church Plant that became God Central Church, actually in Lee and Caroline's front room, uh, with spaghetti bolognese dropped all over sofas and down the front, uh, with Holly greeting Ian as Brian and other things that happened. Um, but it, we've, all, we've all journeyed through <laughs> and through the, through the trials have made it there. And um, I think, you know, if we look back, you know, we did last week, you know, the faithfulness of God is just amazing. You know, it's just amazing. And I know that that's, that's nothing new, but it's important for us to remember and declare, you know, to build our Ebenezer stone, as we talked about last week, that till now God has been faithful. Um, and uh, for those of us who have made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, you know, we've been added to God's people. You know, we're part of a global community called the Church with a capital C. And uh, that community uh, enlists all people from all tribes, from all nations, from all ages, from the very trendy teenagers who are with us to the not-so-trendy 40-year-olds. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> but, but we're all welcomed in. Do you know what I mean? You know, that it's one place that, that God is a God for all. Yeah. We go back to Diane's joke in the nativity that, that, that things existed before Diane, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's building all of that together for the glory of God. And, uh, and, and as being part of the global church, you know, we need to remember the global church exists to minister to God, to minister to its members, and to minister to the world. And that, if we went back uh, sort of 10 years, is where our lovely luminous green first three slides came. So last week, for those of you who weren't here, we had a very nice loving God, a loving people, and a loving Harlow. And that's where it came from. It's the global mission of the church. And we still stand to that same mission, and we will do till we meet Jesus. And it just looks slightly better now in a God-central wheel, thanks to our people who can do artwork, <laughs> who have been added in, which is where we're more together than apart. But that is our mission. That, you know, when, when God grabbed uh, Claire and my attention and gave us courage to open doors and just get things going here. It was to see a vibrant gospel community established. You know, one that would have significance in this town, in this area, that would extend the glory, fame, the kingdom of God. Do you know I mean? You know, that was sold out for God. You know, we used, we used the phrase God first and God central. And they're not just, you know, not just throwaway comments. Do you know what I mean? They're not just something just to whack that, that they mean. Things. You know, I, we, for those of us who are my age, you'll remember the Ron Seal advert. You know, it does what it says on the tin for, for, for sort of paints and uh, varnishes and stuff. You know, that's our call. It's not just to have good little logos and stuff, but no, to actually live it out for the glory of, love, of God. You know, we wanted to be a, a community where we did life together 
at a deeper level. You know, and a lot of you, you know that. That's why we have more refreshments. I was just talking with Alison than, than I think we, we could probably do with. But it's because it builds time. It builds community. It builds family. And that was one of the things that God knit into us. That, you know, we wanted to be able to enjoy one another's celebrations and laughter, but also share the tears that will come. Because in life, both will happen. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's not you know, it's just going to be uh, lovely meadows with flowers and aromas and everything all day long. Do you know I mean? You know, life will have ups and downs. But in it all, we're rooted in the Word of God. We're living for the fame of our Lord Jesus Christ, firm in the truth that, that He has gone before us and made a way for anyone who turns to follow Him to have eternity with Him. And that is good news. So, so you know, as we've sung this morning, we celebrate that God is about doing a great thing. You know, we wanted to make sure that we gave time for the Spirit of God, that we were filled with the Spirit of God and led by the Spirit of God, but firmly rooted in the Word of God. You know, and that stays the, 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 the same. You know, and one of the other big things 10 years ago, which still echoes thoroughly, is we wanted to be a blessing to the global church and the church in our location and not get caught up in any form of competition or other things, that that's not how the kingdom works. That there are, there are people who, you know, have come and gone, and actually for God's centralers who were out at the beginning and give a bit of breaking news here, Beer, if you remember him, got engaged yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So for those who know him, I have a little photo of him and Suzanne, or Susanna, I don't know, German kind of version of Suzanne. So I can show you, and some German words, which I don't understand. But it looks like he's very happy, and it's got a heart in the corner. So I think it's all good. But, um, but it, you know what I mean? But it's about being that global people, do you know what I mean? That we unify and go together. And uh, as our second, door, second decade starts, you know, for us, it's been more than just a year change. It's, it's been a decade change in, the, in society, but also for us, the church. You know, I, I spent a lot of time just stopping and listening to God. And I just felt, you know, that the Father say to us, you know, it's kind of keep going. You know, keep shining. And then ignite more fires, ignite more lights, ignite more things for my glorious gospel to come through. Do you know what I mean? You know, that there is more to come. And uh, we're going to unpack that over the next sort of seven Sundays. So the next seven Sundays, we're going to be working through uh, a, a preach series called Culture. And it's looking at things which we, we feel God would ask us to hold dear. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, you know, it's not a revelatory. No, no we're, we're on the same track. But we just want to make sure we build firm foundations in different places. Because you know, all of us know the deal that if you don't get firm foundations, it goes wonky. I mean, I was looking at my patio, and uh, again, the foundations in bits of it must have been a little bit wonky, because <laughs> it may need some attention over the next couple of years. You know, things that aren't firm, it, they show up over time, and we want to make sure that we build firmly on the foundation of Jesus Christ, as he would call us to, that he can do greater things in us and through us. Um, so that's the next seven weeks, but this morning, I just wanted us to dive into uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. So I, felt, I felt God speak specifically from Matthew chapter 5 for us at the start of a new year. Um, and we're going to have a go at reading just two verses, uh, verses 14 through to 16. And we're going to have a go at reading them together. And again, some of you will have different versions. I can see phones and Bibles coming out. That's brilliant. 
Okay, but there aren't that many differences. I looked at several different versions and the words that are different aren't going to cause us a big stumbling on this one. And for those who, like me, will be pleased to know, there are no names in this passage either. No names, no places. We are good to go, God Central, okay? So this should <laughs> go well, okay? So we've got it up behind us or, or your version or whatever else. But I just want us to read this and you'll see why as I unpack it. Because I think this is, a, this is a little passage of Scripture which we which want to own, we want it to come into us via the power of the Spirit and really go. So, on the count of three, I'm going with that version. Um, you can go with whatever else. Let's just read it loudly and see what we can do. So, one, two, three. You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it shines and gilds the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. Let's just pray and then we're going to pull that apart a bit. But Father God, we are here for you. Lord, we celebrate who you are, all you've done, all you are doing and all you are yet to do. We say, Holy Spirit, would you come and illuminate Jesus to us? Would you lead us in his plans? Would you speak to us? Even as we're gathered in this school hall, individually, you know us, you knit us together, you are for us, and we say, great God, would you come and catch our hearts? Would you prepare us for tomorrow, for the seasons ahead, God? Would you do great things in us and through us for your name? Lord, would we become your lights, even brighter, here in Harlow and to the ends of the earth? Father God, here, what is it, what I'm about to say, Lord, let it be your heart, oh God. That was what comes from you, find root and grow. And what's of man just be gone before Sunday lunch. Father, we love you, we're here for you. We ask all of that in the beautiful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Okay, uh, so, a uh, really common passage. If you've been around church at all, you've probably seen it. It doesn't quite make coffee cups, but it's kind of in the kind of tea towel sort of level of scriptures in those sort of uh, bookshops and things. But the first thing that we need to do with this scripture is we need to actually think of the culture when it was written. Because 2,000 years on, okay, you and I have a very different understanding of light. Uh, I'm sure the teenagers amongst us will know, because this is taught in the English curriculum, that, that light was discovered by two scientists. I won't pick on them and ask, but it was in, it was in the 19th century. In 1809, Humphrey Davy, uh, a scientist, first invented uh, a form of light bulb, and then Thomas Edison, about 70 years later, made that better into our current incandescent light bulb. Okay, so if you didn't know that, teenagers, remember it. It probably will come up in your physics exam, and you can thank me and pay, pay me when you're, when you're doing millions of pounds later in life. Okay, um, but, but light changed. You know, you and I, we take it for granted. You know, look around us. We've got light bulbs up here. You know, at the moment, we're wondering, you know, are they LED? Are they fluorescent? Do you know what I mean? You know, you know are they color changing? Do you know what I mean? You know, what do they do? You know, light is just everywhere around us. You know, we live in a very, very well-lit part of, of, the, of the country. And I even found a lovely photo of uh, kind of France into England at night. And that's not a dark picture, is it? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's just a tremendous amount of light there. And yet, 
you know, something which we consider is just a flick of a switch. You know, I'm driving at night, my car lights come on automatically. Do you mean? You know, I get home, there's a street light. Do you mean, you know, Christmas comes, I walk in, click a button, and the tree lights up. <laughs> Do you mean? You know, if I want to work late, I just flick a light. It's very common to us. But that certainly wasn't the case in first century. In fact, it wasn't the case until the light bulb. But let's go back to the first century and just think for a minute. Because in the first century, the people that Jesus is speaking to, light only came from primarily from two sources. Either came from the sun or from fire. Okay, sun and fire. Therefore, days were determined much more by the rising and setting of the sun, which we know, because if you know your Bible, there's a lot of references to the rising and setting of sun. It's the, it was the period where they could act. You know, and after the sun went down, there was a, a, a lighting of lamps. Okay, for those who could afford them, I'll add, for those who couldn't, maybe huddle around a bonfire or early night. They were your options. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there wasn't anything else. You know? So, in other words, it couldn't be more different to now. That for us, light is just a vast, easy commodity which we don't even think about. In, in, the, in the essence where it was written, the time it was written, it was a relatively scarce commodity. It was a valuable commodity, therefore. Okay? Because it changed life if you had it or not. Okay? And... It was earnestly desired and treasured by those who had it. Light was purposefully lit to do a job and purposefully placed to facilitate that job. Very different to now where it's like, I'll just sling another light up. Do you know what I mean? You know, or we have streams of them. Very, very different. And so I'm hoping, to use a pun here, the light bulb inside your head is starting to go off with where I'm going to go with this message. Yeah? Because what we're going to say is, in the first century... There was no way to see after dark. There was no way to function after dark without a light. There was nothing that could be done without a light. Do you know what I mean? There was no hope or purpose, and life effectively stopped, paused, took a different turn in the absence of light. And the people at the time would have known that. And so as Jesus stands up and says, you are the light of the world, it's like, boom, in my head, I'm getting a very different picture to you and I. You're tracking with me? Because I'm, I'm just trying to, be, yeah, I've got a lot of nods, yeah? We're going back, yeah? So Jesus says, you know, you're the light of the world. And they'd have immediately thought, hang on, light exists to overcome darkness. That happens. There wouldn't have been our rationale of looking at the world like that. There'd be no light shines and, and overcomes darkness. But light comes to allow me to do things, to bring life in the darkness. You know, that light is lit and placed purposefully to facilitate something. It's not something we just scattergun around. It was something that, was, that had meaning and purpose beyond what it was. And Jesus told them, and you and I, that we are to be the light to the world. <laughs> And they'd have been like, yeah, Jesus, we get that. We get that. That's a huge statement. <laughs> we get, therefore, that we're called to make a difference. We're called to be seen. We're called to show off your goodness, to show the world that there is a hope, that there is an existence, that there is something that's going to overcome the, the darkness in the spirit because that's who you're calling us to be. And that's really, really important for us because... It's just a totally different, 
the vision uh, parallel, totally different understanding of things. And even more than that, they'd have known the importance, therefore, of keeping a light alight. Yeah? For us, it's like I'll flick it off because actually, do you know what? At school, I'm told to save energy. So I'll flick it off and I'll flick it on again because I can do that. In those days, that wasn't the case. Do you mean, you know, that it had to be lit from somewhere. It had to be placed from somewhere and other things. And uh, last week, uh, God really got my attention when we were over at the table there um, having our birthday cake. Uh, for those who weren't here, I'll just reenact it a little. Well, not reenact it. I'll just tell you about it. <laughs> what am I on about? I'll get complaints from everyone. But there was a cake over there. But let's move on. Made by Bethan. And uh, after all the chaos, which is always great in God's center of the noise, we tried to light the cake. And I was given matches. And being a man, I was trying to use one match to be very manly, much to some of your delight, and trying to go around all ten candles. And I don't know where I was at. I was about number five or six. And my index finger and thumb, it was looking dodgy as to whether they were going to make it or not. And Claire next to me had a brilliant idea. And she took one of the lit candles and lit the other candles from it. And I was like, what a picture of the church. That, that light is carried by someone and is used to light something else. That, that, that it's not alone, but, but there's a meaning for us in situations that, that, that we carry the light of the gospel and, and we can be used to transfer that on. And as, so as I stood there watching this, this cake, I was like, oh no, I've got to look, God, what are we doing here? What are we thinking? But I think, you know, that there, there is a picture, there's a beautiful thing of, of us passing on the light of Jesus. And again, if you look back to the early church that Jesus would have been speaking to, that's exactly what's happening. Because as he spoke to a crowd, that crowd went away. You can read it all through his stories and told other people. They told their neighbours, they told others. And, and it just spread from one place to another. That light kept going. And yeah, you know... <laughs> We can speak and, and look at different things and, and the dance, but there's something about the way that light transfers and changes things, which I think for us as Christians, we just need to ask God to reveal to us and work with. You know, it comes back to you know, the phrase which we've used, which comes from Terry Virgo, who you heard Ben talk about earlier, the founder of New Frontiers, that we are more together than apart. That, that there's something about being knitted together by God for his purposes that is key. You know, and time and time again, you know, the Bible speaks of that and others. So let's come back to us as God central, okay? I would suggest, and I would strongly suggest, that I feel God would remind us that we were purposefully lit by him in Harlow in 2010. That you and I have been purposefully placed within that God's central family to shine, to cross-pollinate, to pass uh, the light of Jesus on and to encourage one another. And that we can trust him to purposefully place us and to shine through us for his glory in this next season. That it's a time, thank you, Patricia. I've got one person, one out of 70 is great. No, but, but you know, it's a time to keep shining, to keep doing what we know to do. It's, you know, it's, it's not like we need to change tack or anything. No, we just need to keep doing the, the things that God's told us to do in his word, the, the, the things that he speaks about his spirit, that we just need to keep going and trusting that God will use 
us more and more in the seasons to come. You know, it's more of the same, but with more of the same. And an illustration for that would be like a snowball. Okay, that a snowball effectively just keeps rolling down a hillside. That's what it does. It starts at the top and rolls to the bottom. But you and I know that it changes as it goes from top to bottom. That it picks up other pieces of snow. It gains momentum. That, that its force, its impetus, its momentum, its, its magnitude increases as it comes down. And I feel that's what God would say to us. It's just more, but expecting more. Expecting more of him, more of his presence, more of his spirit, you know, in, in midweek life groups, in Sundays, in everything. Just trust more of God as we keep our eyes firmly fixed on him. And I'm going to come to land in that in a minute. But before we get there, I just want to do some little plugs for some things in 2020, which are going to just slightly different. Okay, and there's only four of them, and you'll probably know about all four of them, or certainly three of them, depending on how, how, how tuned your ears have been, because they're not new. Okay, so you can give yourselves a score out of, no, <laughs> just listen to me, you're doing well today, okay? So the first thing, uh, Ben's already mentioned, last year in 2019, we started with foundations and values, okay? And as we start 2020, we want to just anchor back in again to make sure that we are all on the same heartbeat. Because, you know, you have a God-given gift to be used for the glorification of his name amongst the nations. Haven't got time to unpack that, but the Bible will say it, and I'll gladly have a coffee and argue if you differ with that. So you're here for a purpose. And we want you know, to embrace you. We want to realize that we are more together than apart. So if you've been around, please come and have coffee with you know, Ben, Claire, myself, you know, and, and hear about God Central. Hear where we're going. And please get plugged in. Do you mean, you know, you know, this isn't a, a spectator sport. It's not a sport. It's a, it's a following of faith. But this is where we get stuck in. Do you mean, you know, and we really do need everyone at full capacity so that we can reach our beautiful town, that we can glorify our king, that we can do the things he'd call us to do. Okay? So, you know, if you can help yeah, and, and please, I'll just add one caveat, and I'll, I'll be about 30 seconds late. Please don't discount yourself, because there are, there are not a lot of skills needed. Do you know I mean? And I mean that. There's a low bar of entry. Do you know what I mean? To set up this morning, okay, you do not need degrees, masters, PhDs. You just need to be here at 8.30. <laughs> You know, you know, to run a coffee machine, uh, my daughter managed to fill it today. I've got witnesses to that. Jimmy, you know, it does not. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, Jimmy? Yeah, I know that there's a high bar we attain to in certain ministries, but please get involved and talk to us. Okay, that's number one. Number two, okay, is this month, this year, uh, we're going to be launching our Invest 30 Minutes Prayer Team. So in other words, it's coordinated by Ian, who's there, and we're going to get this up and running where literally we're just going to pray for one another during the week. Okay, so if you've got 30 minutes that you could use to pray for your God Central family, please see Ian, and what will happen is you'll get a weekly email just to say, could you pray for this, this, and this, and that's it. You pray for it whenever you want, whether it's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, night, morning, but we just believe in prayer undergirding and putting a firm foundation. Got a lot of nods, I like that one. Okay, Second, uh, third one, sorry, I'm losing count. I only get two out of four myself, uh, is uh, the God Central Care Team. Uh, and this, again, you'll know about, but this is where we're looking at getting people who can visit those who are in hospital or uh, kind of need a home visit. And again, we know loads of you have signed up for it, um, but it's just to make it publicly aware that we want to make sure we keep one anothering when members of our body can't get to us. 
okay, because that's important to us. You know, that we exist beyond this building. We exist <laughs> linked by God for God. So that's the care team. And the final one, and I've got to stick to some notes on this in a minute. The final one, uh, which you may have known, heard not, or we definitely heard about last year, but it's a long-term dream of this is, is that we dream long-term of being able to have some sort of premises, some sort of place where we can use it whenever we want for the glory of God. You know, and so literally, you know, we want somewhere which we, where we can bless our town. You know, where, whether it be offices, Sundays, community centers, we don't really know, but we know that we want to invest in the future with our God. You know, and so as stewards, uh, uh, sorry, as trustees and being stewards of things, we've, we've been looking at and we've set up a, a God Central building fund. Okay, so that, that, that exists. Um, and the idea of that is literally to allow us to forward plan for the things God will do in us and through us. Now, hear what I'm not saying. We haven't got a building in mind. We don't know if we're going to buy it. We don't know if we're going to rent. We, have, we don't know if it'll be Sundays. We don't know, but we know that we are called to invest in the future for the fame and glory of Jesus until he comes back again. And one way of doing that is to start preparing as best able. You know, illustrations would be, um, for those of us with kids, you, you know, we may well be putting some money aside for university fees or, or house deposits or those sort of things. I mean, it's not for the now, but it's for the future. Loads of us who have gone to work, if you remember your first work pay packet or something, there was probably this little word that said pension in it <laughs> that you probably tried to opt out of, actually, if you were like me. <laughs> Ian says, don't do that. Okay, but basically, it's investing for the future, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know, and as God's people, we want to do that. And hear me, we may not see the benefit of it. We might geographically move, we may be promoted to glory, but we're about the fame and honour of our God and investing in things that are potentially beyond us because nothing is beyond our God. Um, so that's what we're going to start. What that's going to practically look like is once a month we're going to have a second offering uh, box we're well, ideally going to get it made to look like a little building. We just thought, why not? Do you know what I mean? You know, you've got to do it the God Central way. We'll, 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 we'll do it our way. So once a month, there'll be a second little uh, God Central house or something. Uh, and, and we're just going to practically say, would you pray and contribute to that? But know that that is for the future for building funds. Yeah. So in other words, you know, very quickly, the Bible talks about you know, tithes and offerings. Tithes, we believe biblically, would be you know, your monthly return to God of the things he's blessed you with. You, know, you, know, you can have different percentages and other things. You know, as personally, I stick to kind of 10% of everything goes back to the Lord from, from the Old Testament. But that's a regular given thing for the facilitation of, it, of his house. Offerings were for specific things. And we're going to say this building is going to be a specific thing. <laughs> you know, I think you're all smiling and you get where I'm going, yeah? So, so it's, it's not a case of, oh, which box do I put in this month? <laughs> no, really come with your heart before the Lord. That actually, this is, this is, God, you've blessed me. This is my normal monthly blessing. But God, I'm investing in this for the future. And there's a, there's a distinct difference between them. Um, and see where we go. Uh, to make sure that I don't get this wrong. Uh, no, 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 because Louise has got a great heart for stewardship. I won't wind her up when she's going to come and speak. Um, I've asked Lou just to do a couple of seconds on that because, actually, can we give her a round of applause? She'll get really embarrassed. But Lou, treasurer since day one, set us up as a charity uh, and has done immeasurably more and is a dear friend, sister in Christ. But now she's going to share something and I'm going to shut up. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I did ask Ben if I could just make sure he didn't get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm really not. <laughs> no, actually, I've been having a little bit of a think back, actually. Uh, over the last 10 years, we've God's just been so good to us with buildings. The one I nearly forgot about when I was thinking back was, uh, Ben was telling us how about um, we started off as house groups. When we got to the point where we were two house groups, God actually opened up a study centre for us so that we could all meet as a church. That's sort of one you forget. Um, he opened up the playhouse to us, which we know a couple of other churches, I think, had tried to get in there, but just hadn't managed to find an agreement with them. But God opened it up to us. Um, and then when he moved us on to Senior World, actually, I remember Ian's um, prophetic words on this, was that God was moving us out of the nest like a baby bird. So it was kind of moving us along and saying, right, now you need to flap your wings and fly. Um, and then more recently, he's brought us here. Which, again, we've just had a great blessing here, I think. And we just know that, you know, at each stage, God's just really blessed us. And, yeah, he's really helped us grow as a church, grow as individuals. Um, and, yeah, we're just really confident that, uh, yeah, God's, God's provisions, we've not seen the end of it yet. He's going to find us another building. But as Ben said, we don't know where it will be. We don't know what it will be. It might be rented premises. We don't know whether the building that we're putting money aside for right now is actually the one we're going to end up with next. We might move somewhere else, then move somewhere else, and then end up with whatever. We, we just don't know. It's one of those things where I think in my experience as a Christian, God tells us what to do when he's ready, not when we're ready. <laughs> so uh, you know, as trustees, we'll keep praying, we'll keep listening to God, and we'll keep faithfully putting money away and asking you to contribute to that. Because what we don't want to do is be caught like a headless chicken when God puts the opportunity there, we want to be ready to act. We want to be ready to move. And it's just, yeah, just being faithful in that, really. So uh, if you've got any detailed questions, then obviously chat to me, chat to Ben or Ben. Chat to Lou. Chat to me, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just do the finance bits. These guys are, are visioning where the church goes and where the building is, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, talk to us if you've got any more questions. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Um, and I think that, that's why we get Lou up, because she can say things better than us. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it is an opportunity to invest, you know, th that we don't know where or whatever else. But um, we want us to land this morning as, and come back as individuals. So, James, if you want to get ready, we're going to worship in a minute, okay? But before we do that, I just wanted to sow the seed of a couple of the phrases I mentioned earlier, okay? That you are the light of the world and that you are purposefully lit by God and you are the light of the world, purposefully placed by God. That you can trust him to shine in and through you. To the people around you, to friends, to family, to co-workers, to schoolgate natterers, to coffee shop owners and petrol pump people. You know, that people can see us and, and that we make ourselves available to them. Do you mean that, that, we, that we'd not shy to mention that on a Sunday morning we went to a church? You know, that actually on Monday night I was out with my mates from church because we get together in a house. Do you know what I mean? You know, the, 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 the general talk of things, you know, allows God to work in us and through us. And, you know, I want to say that you and I are quite possibly in this room because someone did just that for you. That the light of Christ in them touched you and cause you to be a light, and to therefore go and do likewise. 
And the final heart cry, therefore, is keep your light burning. Because if we go out, we're no good. That was what the early church knew. Do you mean? So please, you know, root yourselves in prayer and fasting. You know, quiet prayer and fasting. Not, not stuck all over. It's going to the quiet room. You know, you know Matthew 6, I'm going to quote it. says, you know, but when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. That your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That we root ourselves individually. Yeah? And then that we keep an eye on what we're doing. You know, uh, Paul writing to Timothy, uh, chapter, uh, 1 Timothy uh, 4.16 says, you know, Keep a close watch on yourself and on your teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and other hearers. That you know, a lot of you, the Word of God. Let's live it. Let's check. How am I cutting this? And where am I at? You know, because if we anchor ourselves in God and are attentive to His Spirit and rooted in His Word, then we are most definitely useful for Him. If we give Him, a, if we give him our talents, the things we do, if we pour out our finances, if we give Him our time, if we make Him the desire of our heart, then we know we can shelter under the, re- the wings of the Almighty. That we know that the blessings of God will follow us. And again, I'll come back. That yes, our God will fight for us, but it, it won't be the meadow <laughs> all the time. It won't be Leo Harps and, and everything else. No, but we'll have the firmness of our God. The almighty wings of God for us. Our names written on nail-pierced hands. Our future secure in Him. And that's where we long to journey to this year. And so, as we come into close, we are going to invite everyone who wants to come up and take communion. And yeah, I know we did it last week. <laughs> but we're doing it because it's about Jesus. That we remember Him. That as, if you're in good standing visiting uh, from another church, please come and feast at the Lord's table. We're not going to uh, distribute from the front. We're going to invite you up. And in it, you're just going to thank God <laughs> for His bloodshed, His body broken. Do you mean for His light being inside of you? And then we'd like you to consider taking a candle with you. Not to burn down this building, because we've got insurance, but we don't know where it goes. Panic not, Francis. Okay? But to take this, and at your time, during the week, just to light it, and remember, God's light inside of you. Give thanks to Him for the people who passed His light on to you. And pray that God would use you likewise to go and light others really simple but really profound not asking for hours of devotion but just in the middle of a meal time start of an evening before you turn on Netflix which is banned for Alpha just you know just to take a moment before God and say God I want to thank you that your light is in me I want to thank you for those who have passed it on to me and I want to pray that you'd let me pass on your gospel we're going to close and go into worship. As we do so, I just want us to read that, that, that passage from Matthew again as, as, a, as a body. Uh, if we could just, could we just flick back through the PowerPoint to get it up. There we go. Brilliant. It'd just be great just to read this through. And then we're going to worship and take communion. And then it's going to be our pleasure to pray for one or two other people. Because I've got a few things God's left listen to. But can we just stand and then, and then we'll have a go at reading this? Okay, 
So on the count of three, let's read this and then let's worship God and come and feast at his table. And again, let's not wait politely for the English queue to form. Let's just come to the table of our God. But on the count of three, one, two, three. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.